Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. For me, I do suffer from PTSD. At first, it's hard because you don't want to go in and talk to a therapist because I'm like, basically, they just want to give you medicine. I don't want to take medicine. I want to know why I feel the way I feel because suffering from that, I became numb. Like, nothing could faze me after coming back from a deployment. It's like this female who was so outgoing, a social butterfly, you come back and it's like, Nothing I swear the line was round the corner when she walked right in. High heels, short dress, he should have known right there. He walked over like, you the shorty, I should be rocking. She told him, baby, I'm a job, we need to get clocked in. She next level, eyes full of pride, she won't settle. No breaks, so she hit the road, foot to the pedal. No days off, I mean, that's often offensive. She like the ball, like the park with the fences. Yeah, so her lifestyle get awfully expensive. She might dismiss it, but it's hard to resist her. Cause she's a boss. So life after football has been challenging to say the least. How about for any of you guys? I know you're coming in after um, Ocho has already retired. Right. So you've kind of been in that transition or actually you skipped over the transition. Right. But for you guys, I'm new to it and it has been. Um, okay. Well, tell me why you say it's challenging first. Well, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but uh, Brandon is probably one of the hardest working people I've ever met. Um, but I see him less now than I did when he played football. Yeah. And I know y'all know, you see them very little when they play football. So you can only imagine how I see him now. That's interesting. Yeah. How are you navigating that? Uh, well, <laughs> I would say it's extremely challenging. A lot of things piss me off. And I am very proud of who he is becoming, who he was in football, who he's becoming now outside of football. Um, but I will say that work-life, work-life balance aspect for him is very different mm-hmm. from what that looks like for me. And I don't think there is much of a balance at all. We have three kids. I have an almost two-year-old. And to, you know, be home all the time with your kids. And um, I have help, but I'm still mom at the end of the day. Right. Everything runs through me. And to be honest, the help that I do have is an appendage of my other arm that I need to take care of my three kids. Yeah. We're side by side all day. So to have him working all the time around the clock, mm-hmm. it puts a lot of pressure and a lot of stress on me. Undue pressure and stress. Yeah. Yeah. Have you- it's really hard for me to do anything that I want to do. Because yeah. Yeah. I'm still in the game. Like, I'm still supporting right. his ambition and his dreams. And I'm, it's difficult for me to have the time that I need to do something for myself. Do you think eventually it would it will cause confusion between you guys? Like, have you guys sat down and say, hey, let's put some time, okay, Work, 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 but uh-huh. let's set aside some time for us. Uh, we've said it. But actually implemented He said it on the show. <laughs> yeah. We'll have the guys ask him on the show Sometimes. next. Yeah. <laughs> See? I think it's very important that you, 
I mean, work is great, but if you don't have that that you time, yeah, you gotta have that you got time. Absolutely, if not, it's gonna cause. It it's is like a volcano is yeah. eventually gonna erupt. It'll so. yeah. I think I think that's definitely an area that needs a lot of work. I'm sure he would say a little work. So do you think? I'm sorry. Do you think he is? You know filling up all his time with work because he doesn't have football anymore? Like, is it something that maybe, you know, there's a lack now, like they've done football for their whole life and yeah. now I need to fill that time and that space up with something, so. I think that has something to do with it, but I think that he was so much, he is so much more than football mm -hmm. that now he has the opportunity to be more than football. Yeah. And I think that it is exciting and it's challenging and it's a, a new thing to conquer. Yeah. And I think that that has more to do with it than missing football. Missing football. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's like I can finally be and then so it's hard on you because you don't want to you know stop that i don't want to stifle it at yeah, all but exactly. at the same time i'm like yeah. where are you yeah. like where are you yeah. you know so what i did was i, mean, I know me and chad we're fresh in a relationship but i'm all about like us having our time so he works a lot i mean he's gone every week during the football season i asked him i was like okay when is your break like your downtime. He told me the time frame and I booked us a trip. And yeah, it's just like sometimes you just got to, hey, this is what we're doing. You need to put it on your calendar. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely something that I mean, we like Brandon and I have been married for this is our 11th year. Right. So like <laughs> we've tried to weave those things in here and there. And this is our first I guess this is our second full year out of the NFL. So I mean, it, I had a newborn that I'm breastfeeding and I'm and trying transition. to keep alive, you know, and my husband's building a company, a startup. So you could not have. And then there's COVID like it, the, talk about the perfect storm, a new baby, a pandemic, and then a out of transitioning for the first year out of the NFL. OK, like all these things in combination, like you talk about volcano. But after every storm, there's sunshine, so. Yeah, I think we all have to go through some, like, in the life after football, there's some kind of time and transition where it's a struggle. I would say we're in, like, our third year mm -hmm. since um, Bill. I don't think he's officially retired, though. I don't know. I guess he's waiting on somebody to call him. <laughs> so, I don't know how that works. I just mind my business. But, um yeah, this is our third year, and he's, you know, doing the same things, trying to, you know, find his way as a businessman and, you know, starting up his, his businesses and stuff. And, you know, it's inspiring to see, but at the same time, I feel like you, I'm like, you know, I got the kids at home, and, you know, there's things that I want to do. Um, like I said, I got my real estate license, and... Um, I need to be out doing real estate stuff. And he's yeah. like, well, um, can't you do that from home? And I'm like, um, no. Why would I want to? Yeah, like, no, no. I, I. So Brandon says to me all the time, you need to do things for you. Like, go do something for your, and I'm like, yeah. how? 
Right. You're not home. Yeah. What does that look like? like? <laughs> how am I supposed to take time for me? I don't want and, my kids and I feel with a babysitter. Like, and I feel like that's that part of it for women is not fair because automatically the burden of the children is on you. Like you got to figure out, house, you know, yeah, like you got to figure it out. Like what you going to do? But they, if they want to go and start a business real quick, it's fine. Like you yeah. can just go up and do that. But we have to sit there and be like, okay. I'm going to be away from the kids. I got to figure out what to do with them. Who's going to cook dinner? Mm -hmm. What gonna... appointments they have? Exactly. Who's going to fill in this time? Yeah, like... so it's like they, they don't have that burden. It's like they're free to just be creative and, you know, whatever yeah. dreams and aspirations that they've been wanting to do, you know, they get to just up and do it where I'm like, well, I could go and do those things. And yeah, he would be supportive, but... But is I it really supportive if you're not there? You know what I mean? Like... The, I was supportive to he you he in, supported. The, in the NFL. Yeah, like because, he's like, go do right, it. Because I was home and I was taking care of the yeah. kids. And if you, we got traded, I picked up 72 hours. Yeah. Then 72 hours, you had to be at your location. So who packed up the house, who packed right. up the kids, who changed schools, who found a pediatrician, found a, a grocery store, yeah. you know, who that. found the things that we needed to do for our household. Um, and, and I, at a drop of a dime, you know, and that was the decision that I made being a wife of someone who played in the NFL. But that's my, that's how I supported you. And then on the so flip now, side, do you feel like I'm now that like, he's done with football, that maybe he should take a step back and support like, support you? Yeah, and, and it's more than just saying like, oh yeah, sure, I support you. Go do whatever you want to do. When is it our season? Like, it's when you like, make it. Some so sometimes I feel it's very easy to say and hard to do. It's with, easy to say, but you have to do it. Right. Yeah. I, I'm listening to you ladies, but like for me, I mean, I was married before and it's kind of the same. I mean, relocating, changing duty stations. And at some point I got tired of like just me sitting back and watch him fulfill his dreams. I'm just going to be superwoman and do it. OK, if I need help, I'm going to call. I have a supportive system. I'm going to and I'm going to you have to be selfish sometimes and not worry about what other people say or do. It's so and hard. it's hard. But you have to you have to have. I know it's hard, especially with young you kids. Balls or to do it. You have to have <laughs> you know? the balls to do it and you have to put your trust like, OK, my kids are going to be OK. You got to look at the bigger picture, because right now it, it may like I feel shitty because I'm leaving my my newborn's kids something no you're you have to look at the bigger picture like I went on one trip with one of my girlfriends my best friend because I was like this is a lot you know um and I was pumping in the hotel in Vegas on my pump schedule and shipping the milk home via milk stork or something like that for my son so when I got back home after 72, I would, the trip was 72 hours. Like it was, I was, I live in Florida. I flew, <laughs> flew to Vegas. Like I basically like woke up, had saw her eat, ate and like came home, you know, and I'm pumping. We keep the responsibility. I feel like and we, you just, no it's matter just, you can't leave it. You do, can't, you can't. I'm a mom. I just, I can't. And you still can it's be a so mom hard. and still be selfish and too. And feel so just, guilty, but the guilt, you, you carry the guilt. Right. You I carry can. the guilt. You can't. You have if you want to. You you just have to do it. Well, I have to disagree with that though, because I feel like you know a part of our who we are and our happiness is you know um, tied into being a mother. So I would feel less than if I wasn't pumping on this Vegas trip. Yeah. So I feel like you know there's there's a season for that though when you do have to finally say 
like I really need to put me first. Like I'm kind of going through that now with just like nutrition and eating better and working out. I keep putting it off. Like we've joked about it, playing a little tennis and trying to stay in shape. And, and that's, that used to be what I do and what I love. And now I'm just putting it aside day after day, week after week. And now I look up and you know, what Chaz is like seven months, the seven months has gone by and I haven't done anything for myself. And I start to like prioritize and I feel like I'm just kind of slowly falling down. But I think list. if what you can do is take it step by step, like one little thing at a time, you know, you don't have to be like, okay, you know what, at this, on this day, I'm a, you know, start my own business. It could be little things, you yeah. know, like it got to a point where I was like, look, no, I'm going to go work out at this time every day. You've got to figure it out. Like yeah. make it work for your schedule. You know what I mean? Like whatever it is that's important to you that you need for yourself. Yeah. Like you said, be selfish and make it happen. You know what yeah. I mean? And it, it could be little things to so start with little things until you get more comfortable I mean, I, to the bigger things. I do. Like I have a day like because it got to the point where it was so difficult even doing like the, the bare minimal things that I needed to do, like getting my hair done and getting my nails done. Like I do it at the time where my kids are sleeping. They're taking a nap and then I'm home by the time they wake up. So they don't know that I disappeared, you know, and my older kids, I have twins are six years old. Um, they know now because they're not taking naps, but that was my meet. That was a time where I got everything done. So I never missed a beat when I was home for my kids. Now I'm like, look, on Friday, you're not going to see me. You're just not going to see me. I don't and know I what I'm doing too, or where I'm you, going. When your kids are younger, I think it's just a little harder to you know, be selfish. Like it's just, it just is, you know, when your kids are younger. But eventually you have to, you have to take care of you because if you're not taking care of the household won't be taken care of. Right. Right. I agree. Yeah. It's an ongoing struggle. I think it's something that we're going to have to just navigate through. So I was just wondering how you guys kind of. No, (laughs) I'm struggling in the same way, girl. Some days be good and some days Mm -mm. it don't it don't be good but you know it is what it is that's that's marriage (laughs) that's motherhood I mean you know you just take it day by day you know okay so I'm nine months pregnant all right and I my delivery date is two weeks out and I you know my husband was not home he was normally not really home Um, And so I'm kind of sleeping in a separate room because I am more comfortable and he wasn't waking me up first thing in the morning because he's off to work at five o'clock in the morning and I can't go back to sleep because I'm a crazy person, (laughs) you know. Um, So I'm I'm in the room and I think my water breaks. I'm like, okay. So I get up, turn on the light and it literally looks like a massacre in in my house. Like, I mean, like bright red blood from here to as far as you can see where I was walking. And so we have white marble floors. And so you see everything. And my husband's all the way on the other side of the house. And he had just gotten home late that night. And it was three, it was three o'clock in the morning. So I call him because I, all this goes through my head and I'm like, do I, am I going to slip on the floor if I walk? Can I feel the baby? So like all this stuff is going, I call him long story short, um, get to the hospital and, um, he calls ahead of time because he didn't know that this wasn't normal. I knew it was, wasn't normal, but I didn't want to freak him out. So I'm trying not to panic and get to the hospital. And the hospital makes me wait 
in the room before I saw a doctor. I'm telling them, they're like, here, ma'am, pee in a cup, you know. They're like, are you okay? Are you having contractions? I'm like, no, I don't think so. And um, the nurse is black. And she's just like, oh, you would know if you're having contractions. And I was like, well, I have a high tolerance for pain. So I, I really don't know. She's like, oh, this is your first. You're so cute. And I'm like, no, I had a C-section of twins, but no. Um, she's like, okay. Three and a half hours later, as I'm bleeding the whole time, um, they Brandon finally says, or not finally, like he was going along with me. Like, okay, she's calm, so I'm going to be calm. And he keeps looking like, she's calm, I'm going to be calm. She's calm, I'm going to be calm. And then he was just like, I can't be calm anymore. Like, where the F is the doctor? Like, where's the doctor and how come nobody has checked her? Like, I literally said, I can't pee in the cup. It's going to be blood. Right. Like, I'm bleeding profusely. Nobody ever checked. Three and a half hours later, turns out I had a partial placenta abruption, which I would I just very simply could have bled out if it was um, a full placenta abruption. Thank God it was partial. But to be sitting there bleeding for three hours, and Brandon saw the baby. to be at the hospital, to be, too. I was like, at the you're hospital. You're where you need to be, I was at and the they're hospital, just not they getting it. did not check me, see me, talk to me, nothing. They just let me lay there. So I absolutely was within, I could have literally just died on the, on the table. And what just was there. their reasoning for not seeing you? They had no reason. There was no reason for it. I, I believe wholeheartedly that I had um, postpartum after that because I was, every day I looked at my child and I was like, and I'm sorry if I'm going to get emotional, but every day I looked at my child and I was like, I almost never saw your face, you know? And so like after, um, after having him and those trying to like figure out what I was doing for myself, I felt so guilty, so guilty doing anything. Cause like I have this little baby that almost didn't make it. But the, the problem that I have with that is that this Black Lives Matter and all the racial injustice that we're seeing and all of the opinions, but the healthcare system in America does not give two shits about black mothers, does not care about black women. And something about our pain um, doesn't translate. They don't. So when we say we're in pain, even if we say it's a 10, something about it, it's like we're just expected to be so strong. And that's just been Mm -hmm. like, um, like a blanket marketing, I feel like for the longest time, like just yeah, black strong, women are black so women. strong. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're expected to, to hold this burden of strength. Yeah. Um, and for that reason, I've only had black OBGYNs, yeah. you know, because I feel like we're here. I remember you, you called me and asked me and I was like, this was my, this was my situation. So do what's best for you. But this is what I dealt with. And it's not like it, they didn't look at me and say, oh, that's an NFL wife. Let me take great care of her. Do, do you think that they stereotype before they even check the insurance or whatever? Oh, a typical another black female coming in here on Medi- Medicaid, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, we'll get them when we get them. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I haven't had that situation happen to me. I, I don't know. Um, maybe because I was all my kids were delivered at military hospitals. So the treatment wasn't like that. It's like, boom, 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 we're getting them in. 
and it, the service was good. I never dealt with it, but I do feel like sometimes because of the type of insurance or they stereotype you based off of your color. You know, in America, a black woman is three to four times more likely to die in the healthcare system by no like medical cause than any other race. Uh, yes, yeah, the statistics are too They're high. astronomical. There may, that's, there's no, re, there's absolutely no reason for it. They just watch you die. One of my close friends, um, she's an OBGYN, um, and she basically documented this doctor, how they basically treated her because she was a black female. It's crazy. I didn't know it was that bad. But even her being a doctor, because she was black, she was being treated like crap. Wow. And wasn't that the story where she was at, like, her hospital? Yeah, and she was video recording. And they said that she was, uh, they felt intimidated, um, like, by her knowledge or something of like that. Of course they're intimidated. The, the story was something like, like, like they made it her fault. The narrative was, like, she came on too strong. And it's like, what do you, what do you want us to be? <laughs> now you want us to be strong, but then we too strong. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know, it, it just doesn't make any sense. So it, it's really unfortunate. Were you nervous when um, Channing got COVID? And like, how, because I mean, African-Americans are more likely to die from COVID too. And I mean, that doesn't have to do directly with the healthcare system. Right. And I, I think where I had my breakdown at was um, the the symptoms I was feeling and like the the back pains. Yeah. I've never had body aches, you know. Horrible. Yeah. I, my You've whole, had it too? My whole back was hurting and I was talking to Dr. Tello. Yeah. 
um, about the kids, about little Channing having COVID and what his symptoms were. And then she asked me about me. She just happened to ask me about me. And, and I appreciate that she did that because once I told her that I was having these like acute back pains that I never had before, she was like, well, you should go to the ER and get that checked out. And again, you're concerned about everybody else and not yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That mother hat, it like never comes off. No. It's like them first. And once she said that, I was like, well, I, I probably should. When I was packing my bag to go to the ER, I broke down. Like I had to, you know, my grandmother passed away earlier this year, right when COVID hit. I took down my little picture of me and her together and I just put it in my bag and I just said a prayer like, Laura, please keep me because I want to come back. Yeah. Like, you know, I saw something, a story about um, there were cars left in the hospital parking lot. And they didn't understand why, you know, who are these cars? They're trying to tow the cars. And it ended up being uh, patients from COVID that had passed away and their families, no one came and claimed the cars. And so, you know, this thought of um, experiencing my grandmother passing right when COVID hit, that same week we could no longer visit her. And I knew what that felt like. I couldn't go see her until, um, well, they have, I begged to go in and they let me go in, but... Like there was a whole two week period in the last like month of her life. And, and that's my roadie. Like that's my best friend. It, it's crazy to say that she, like we're so close. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't visit her at all. And I see her. And then the next time I see her, she's she's gone. Um, it's such a lonely sickness and death where your family can't be there. And even having Chaz, because Chaz is uh, six months old now. We had him in COVID. No one could come visit us. It was just Channing and I in the hospital. So Chaz never got it. No, Chaz never got it. Thank God. Um, But just this whole process, it's such a lonely, unnecessary disease. And don't get me started on that because I feel like, you know, our nation has really fumbled how they've taken care of taking care of it and treated it and then you see our community and we're of course you know disproportionately affected by it and it's like I feel like we just can't even win even in the midst of a pandemic it's it's still affecting us you know at crazy rates um but how has it been so because you guys I mean you know I I deal a lot in mental health has there been any mental health related issues or anything that you've had to deal with? Well, I didn't have to go overseas at all. So um, I didn't have, yeah, thank yeah. God. Um, I didn't have any, you know, issues with that at all. Um, but I do know that there needs to be more for, you know, soldiers who have gone. Um, I hear so many stories about how, you know, the VA has failed to take care of, you know, our soldiers, you know, once they're back. I mean, I hear good stories, too. Yeah. Um, but I hear a lot of stories that aren't so good. And I mean, even like my my some some of my family members who have served, um, you know, they've been out for a long time. They've been retired for a long time, still it's fighting still for their, disability. you know, disability. And I mean, that's just ridiculous to me. Yeah. You know, it's so sad. Like these people have my grandfather is one. Um, he served served, what, 12 years, and because he didn't have the records, it's hard for them to, oh, it wasn't war-related or it wasn't military-related, so we're not, we're not going to pay you for, for any of that. Um, for me, I do suffer from PTSD. Um, just being deployed 
at first it's hard because you don't want to go in and talk to a therapist for for the longest it was hard for me to go and talk to a therapist cuz because I'm like basically they just want to give you medicine. I don't want to take medicine. I want to know why I feel the way I feel because suffering from that I became numb. Like nothing could phase me after coming back from deployment. It's like this female who was so outgoing, a social butterfly, you come back and it's like nothing phase you. It's crazy. And you want to give me medicine? No, find out what it is. Find out. Let's figure it out. Let's get to the bottom. I'm not, I don't want to take medicine because that's the temporary fix. I don't want the temporary fix. So for the longest, it did take me um, to even open up. Like one, one time I broke down and I cursed my therapist out because I told her, you don't know what I've been through. Like, this is my life. How are you going to tell me about my life? And it really helped. I end up going to a, a outpatient program and just sitting in a group with other people who experience the same thing that you experience and talking about it. And then having a therapist come who have, who went through what you went through and giving you better coping skills to deal with what you deal with. No, it's not going to fix the PTSD, but it helps me. So, I mean, it took a while. Um, like she said, the VA, they do, they just give you medicine. Some, some doctors in the military just give you medicine, yeah. that temporary fix. But And that doesn't, so it may solve some right. mental illness, but it definitely doesn't solve all. And yeah. studies show that, you know, the highest success rate is if medication is needed, it's therapy and not one or the other, um, you know. But that's a whole nother topic to discuss because in America, like the counseling, therapy, mental health, all of these things are so taboo. And with the state of the world and what it's in, coronavirus, and all of these things are going on and nobody talks about mental health. Like I see, I see People a therapist. People are embarrassed of it. They're embarrassed to go. I don't like, know why. I don't understand know, why. I either. hate that that is a thing, like to be embarrassed, to want to improve your life and want to, you know, whatever, um, for lack of better words, you know, things that are going on in, in your mind, to demons be your best that you're dealing self. with. Yeah. Whatever I'm not that lie. means. I was that person at a point. I felt like I didn't need it. Like I was good until it took my kids to tell me, Mom, you change. You're not the same person. You're, you're mean. You always have an attitude, you have road rage. Like for me to really realize and open up, like maybe I do. What's the worst that can happen? But I was that person that I'm not going to mental health. I'm not crazy. It's for crazy people. That's what why I do you think that is though? Is that something in like your upbringing? Was that just something? That... It was something that growing up in a black household, you wasn't used to. We were, we didn't. Our parents didn't go to counseling. My mom was a victim of domestic violence. Like so was my mom. She didn't go get help. My grandparents didn't get help. We didn't know about a therapist growing up. So right. it was only to, until I came into the military that I knew about all these things. And I mean, it took my kids to tell me, Ma, you changed for me to go get help. So That's amazing. it's just the unknown. Yeah. Well, I ha- it's the complete opposite for me because my mom, as I said, she has a PhD in clinical psychology. So talking was at the forefront of everything in my home. It was, there's like... Psychology was a part of every conversation. Even communication, it was hard for me to open up. And, and that too, growing up in black households, it's a one-way conversation. I speak, you, you talk, you better execute. Like when spoken to. Exactly. You can't open up. And I, 
And that's another thing that I changed into in my household. Yeah. Now I sit down with my kids and tell me how you feel. Yeah. Be respectful, but tell me how you feel. Communicate with me because I don't want you growing up not knowing how to communicate as an adult. That's because one of the main things that I focus on as a parent is my children's emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. I always said, like, I feel like they're going to get arithmetic no matter what. Like, right. the, you will learn your ABCs, you will learn how to read and write, you're going to know 2 plus 2 equals 4, but will you be taught how to stand up for yourself and communicate Express. when something hurts your feelings? Mm -hmm. right. How to talk to an adult who is your superior mm -hmm. and let them know that this happened to me today and it hurt me. Um, how to talk and communicate with your sister. Why are you crying? Like, all of these things that you, it, it, it is taught. It is taught. It's not just, you don't just a behavior that. Yeah. that just shows up inside of you. It has right. to be facilitated and nurtured and cultivated and brought to the forefront. And they have to know that their feelings and their words matter at 2, at 3, right. at 4, at 24, at 48, whatever the age is. Your words mean something. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why America does not know that that is necessary. Yeah. I don't get it. I really don't understand it, but I think that this generation, our generation, are, we're able to talk about it, we're able to bring topics to the forefront, we're able to discuss things that matter, yeah. you know, and even like parenting with our kids, you know, like being able to talk about that and to say, my kids brought it to the table. I know a lot of people who would never be that vulnerable. Yeah. And say, no, no, my babies pointed this out to me. I love that. And just letting them know that their feelings are valid. Mm -hmm. And Channing and I were talking about it one day because I said to him, you, you know, you were kind of a little rough there, you know. Mm -hmm. And I said, you should go apologize. He was like, well, I'm going to say sorry for it. I'm the daddy. What am I going to say sorry for? I was like, well, sometimes they need to hear from you and, yeah. and see from us that you know, we're human, we're not perfect. I tell my kids all, that all the time, like, oh, you know, sorry, mommy was rushing, I had a phone call coming in and this and this and that. Um, you know, sorry, mommy was rushing. What did you say? That was on me, you know, my bad, you know. So just so they know that, you know, we can apologize too. We're, we're not always right. I think that's important. Did he apologize? He did. He oh, did. Yeah. He's like, well, mama said that <laughs> I had to be sorry, so mama said my bad. You know, I'm like, that's well, so you know, funny. At least she did it. Right. That's so good. Well, with parenting, like, so, because similar situation has happened and happens in our home all the time, you know, and we just have difference of opinion with things, you know. I mean, something simple as, you know, my son wearing shoes. Like, Brandon does not want him to wear shoes. I'm like, you don't put my child in some damn shoes. Like, look, he wants the shoes. Put him in shoes. And he's like, no, he needs to feel the, everything under his feet and whatever. And I'm just like, okay, I just want him to wear shoes. Like, that's it. That's all I'm asking. He has his reasons. I have mine. But how do you guys deal with the back and forth? The back you? and forth. And I mean, do you, It's because you have a daughter. Right. You know, and has Ocho, like, has he met her? Yeah, they got a great relationship and everything. Like, I mean, I'm sure he met her, but you got a great relationship and everything. But, I mean, is that something that you guys, is that an issue that could potentially come to the surface for you? Or is that an issue for you guys? Or, like, yeah, it's but big heads, in my house right now, I would we say. Butt heads. I think, I at, mean, I yeah. think at when they're younger, 
it's more of butting heads. But once they become teenagers, it's. I think for me, like after, like you were saying, the whole transition after football, that was a big transition for us with parenting because, you know, I'm used to him doing football. Right. I'm doing home and I'm, you know, I got a, a routine, routine and a schedule. And, you know, and I knew that, you know, of course, when he comes home that I was, my routine was going to have to change. So I, you know, I tried to prepare myself as best I could. Like, okay, I'm going to let him do his thing. But I didn't know I was going to have to let him do his thing thing. Like he really, he really, I really had to let him, I didn't know Honestly, I didn't know what kind of parent he was going to be. I knew he was going to be a great dad. Let me just start with that. I knew I wouldn't have kids with him if I didn't think he was going to be an awesome dad. I didn't know how awesome he was going to be. Phil goes hard. Yeah. Phil is involved. Oh, really? Yes. Listen. I'll be seeing the videos. Phil <laughs> takes being a father to the next level. So, you know, I'm thinking I'm doing my thing. I got this routine, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to let him do his thing. That's real cute. Like, okay, do your thing, boo. But no, he completely has taken like over. What? I, I to need let, to know. Okay. Like, give me an example. Everything. He's just very particular about everything from their diet to what they wear, the material of their clothing, the what goes on their skin and in their hair, like what they, everything, Niji, everything. He's very like particular. I thought I had it bad because Brandon does the same. He like, like who's not in the home and then in the home and then he's just and then so then there's things that he noticed that he didn't want or doesn't really like I do and I'm like but you weren't here so this is this is the way that I do it and it works for me yeah it goes beyond Channing will have them kids in the same outfit every day they will be country bumpkin and them kids is gonna be all right The kids are going to be all right. It's so funny, like, the different (laughs) dynamics here. No, but Brandon's the same. Don't get me wrong. He, like, they will, I will, I'll be like, do they, well, he'll leave the house. They don't match. Their hair is not done. And, like, I'm their mother. I'm their mother. And I'm like, they can't. I got to do their hair. He's like, they're good. I'm I'm not saying that he make like, they look the best. But... (laughs) You know, he cares about the nuances. Yeah, like he's cares. very particular. So it might, you know, it's. I just, I had to really step back. That's the only way we can do it together. Is if I don't do it, I guess. Because like I really have to just let him take yeah, over yeah. when it comes to a lot of the parenting stuff. Because if I don't, then we are butting heads. And I would rather butt heads about other stuff. You know what I mean? I would rather you pick let your him be. You gotta pick your yeah, right. exactly. If that's important to you, yeah. like you got like, it. You yeah. Got so it. I just let him be an awesome dad, and you know I try to get in there when I can. <laughs> you know. You know, Mm-mm. but sometimes I can't like I'm but I'm such a type A sometimes that I'm just like, like, oh, they got a bedtime. Like put. I am, too. But I can't. The kids I really so that's why I feel like you got to know your spouse, because, yeah. you know, like some things it's just I, I'll let you have it. And then some things like you, you know, that this is me, you know, let's yeah. what are your strengths and weaknesses and what are my strengths and weaknesses? Yeah. Let's put this thing together and figure out, right, how we can have but it, but it was hard, though, because it was like it was just me. 
doing everything while he was right. playing, you know? Yeah. And so that for me was the big adjustment after football. How do y'all deal with the transitions? Because like that, that's a transition that happens yeah. in the relationship. And you know, I know we were talking about mental health before. Yeah. I remember our transition was the two kids mm-hmm. under two, him retiring, now being home, yeah. and then being in a weird place in his career because he wanted to go but didn't want to go. Now he's a father, so he, I think he felt that dad guilt, not wanting to now go for another team. Like He, he was really making me a part of his decision where I, if he would have asked me, because at that time I, I don't think we were communicating the best, but <laughs> if he would have asked me, I would have said, I'm down for the ride. Like, you know, I, I feel like I can do this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like his whole career had been with the Dolphins, and I'm from Miami, so he felt like, no, like now we're starting a family. Like I want to you know, set roots here now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I feel like I, I had a little um, postpartum mm-hmm. and the sleep deprivation and the breastfeeding and then him changing. Oh, yeah. And that's when we decided, let's go get some counseling. Let's go get some marriage counseling. We hadn't done premarital counseling before. Yeah. But at that point, I felt like, you know, Lord, take the will. Yes, Jesus, this, take the will. Right, in this marriage, like just take it. <laughs> Take me now, because I, I want to. I want to stay married. You know. You know. I want to make this work. But how can we get past this wall that we're experiencing? And we not getting freaky no more. I'm like, what? You but know. Now y'all doing the here, kitty, kitty. Right. 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 Look, 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 back. Look, Asia. Look, you gonna have to teach us. What's the name of the counselor? What's the name? Right. Of the counselor? He was so good. He was so good. He was a Jamaican Christian counselor. He bought the Bible into to what we were. Can I, I, can I say? Is his name Kingsley? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'll him too. Did, wait, yeah. did I send him to you? Um, well, no, maybe Dr. Yes. Tello, maybe Dr. Tello no. said, was it you? Mm-mm. I think maybe. <laughs> Look, we don't went to the same, not that he didn't say that's my Tuesday date night. Yeah. Okay, Kingsley. No, he was, my, I, I loved Kingsley. Kingsley changed the game. Yeah. Listen, he brought us together. And from that point on, because neither of our parents had stayed married and, and we didn't have that example. I, I did. I had my grandparents, but by the time I was born, they were 75. Yeah. So they were a whole different generation. But from that point, it's like solution driven. Yeah. If we're not looking for the solution, if we just bickering, that's nonsense. Like we have to find whatever the solutions are for us. Yeah. So, um, you know, I remember in the beginning, I used to, you know, kind of be a little petty. Like, you know, I want you to feel my wrath. <laughs> I'm upset. I want you to feel it. But no, that, that's, and turn right. it. Yeah, but, but that's not it. That's not it. Got a major. I remember um, you gave us, you gave me a book and I read it and I was using it, you know, because it, it was um, like God's love. It, it was a really sweet book. And I thought, you know, especially during that time, sleep deprived, like you don't understand how I'm feeling. My body feels crazy. I'm breastfeeding. My energy is low. Like I am Everything. just out of it. Everything. You're yeah. like a, a yeah. living, like you're a zombie. Like I'm by looking in every the mirror. sense of the word. And I'm like, who am I? Even when I'm looking in the mirror in the process, you know? So it's just like, I had to kind of get back in touch with me, get back in touch with him and then be honest about where I am. Like I need help. I'm overwhelmed. So how did you overcome your post? Postpartum. Was it the counseling that you both went to or did you seek? Because sometimes I feel like 
you have to go fix yourself first. Did you go right. fix yourself first or did you guys go together? We How did, did you overcome it? We did both. We did um, some alone and then some together. And um, I just feel like giving each other grace helped and him understanding like I'm having an issue here and I, I can't quite put my finger on it. And usually I'm always so strong. You know, I, I think he... He's never, I've never had anything happening with me that I couldn't explain or I, I've always been the communicator of the, yeah, you know, of the couple. I, yeah. So he's like, what's going on with you? You know, what, what's happening? I don't even know. I'm, I just feel shitty. Like, I don't know what's All happening. The All the time, you know? Yeah. And, um, and we were kind of getting disconnected. So I said, you know what, like, we got to bring this thing back. And I think we took a trip. We had Kingsley, we started making that a point to, to go, because at that time it was kind of scattered, like, oh, let's go when we need, we feel like we need it. Yeah. Then we start doing like once a week. Yeah. Once we did that, you know, I, I think we start to kind of get on the same page and, and we work through it. And, ever, you know, now we're bouncing back. You know, now we look at Kitty Kitty. Right. Cops and Robbins. Now we have a funny. What, what about you guys? Did you guys go, uh, get counseling for postpartum or um, or did you even suffer with postpartum? Um, I don't really think I suffered from postpartum, um, but we did seek counseling to get to our wedding, to get married, you know, um, because I don't think he was really understanding, you know, what, you know, really the point of marriage. Honestly, I don't think he understood it. Like, I think he was just like, oh, you just, it's just something to do. Like, you know, you just yeah. want to ring and, you know, just to tell your friends, you know, he didn't really <laughs> understand. And I'm like, you know, I grew up in the church. My parents are married. Like it meant something to me. And I'm already, you know, dealing with, you know, how I felt about having a baby out of wedlock and all that. Like that stuff meant stuff to me at yeah. the time. You know, I was very, you know, hard on myself about that. You know, um, so I needed the therapy for that. Um, and then I needed him to understand what marriage meant to me. And I needed help explaining that, you know. Um, and then, like, we went to PAO. That helped us as yeah. a couple. Um, that's um, pro-athletes outreach. Yeah. It used to be like a Christian Like a Christian conference. conference. Yeah, for athletes. Yeah. And that really helped. They actually baptized us. Um, um, one year. Oh my gosh, I did. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm like, I did. That's, right. yeah, That's crazy. My Look, you have been shocked. a resource and you didn't even know. I know. What do you know? Yeah. So yeah, that, so that, so that was like right before we got married. So all of those things we definitely needed to get to a point where he understood like where, I, you know, what marriage meant to me. Um, so I think therapy is definitely a resource that yeah. every relationship should <laughs> seek out, you know, just for understanding, if anything, you know, I don't think you always have to be like suffering, no. you know, but right. it was it got to a point where you you are not understanding me like I love you. Yes, I'm gonna be here. Yes. You know, like if he hadn't have, you know proposed, I would still be here. You know what I'm saying? Probably, like, I'm not going to lie. And I, I try, I'm sure I told him, like, now nah, I'm going to leave. But I love him. You know, I was not going anywhere. You know what I mean? But marriage means something to but me. But that's right? something that you wanted. So you're willing to sacrifice what you wanted and stay there. 
and just be a. I mean, I, I, yeah, I feel like it because I, I don't know. It's like I, I want to say that I would leave, and I, you know, I, I'm pro I probably, I just don't know when that I would get to that point. Then I know I probably wouldn't go nowhere. But now you're compromised. Basically, you're saying, okay, I'm okay with being a girlfriend. I'm not no, okay with. No, no. What I'm saying is, I know what I want. At the time, had he kept denying me, I probably would have just been there. Like, because that's no how much lie. you loved him. Because I loved him. I don't, I'm saying I don't know at what point I would have been like, this is enough. The ultimatum. Yeah. I was, I was, trust me, ever? I was giving him ultimatum. I was saying that. <laughs> I was saying, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pack my stuff and I'm going to go. But Sometimes you have to execute. I, have you I, ever packed up? Yes. Have you ever yes, y'all didn't watch the show. <laughs> I'm done. But that's I the have thing. I'm not, I'm if I'm gonna pack up and leave, up. I'm packing up and I'm leaving, no, and I'm not coming back. Packed up and left, never to be heard or seen of again. Like I, there's been times where I, you, it, it's at the point of no, and it's like, this yeah. is not what I'm doing. Like this is just but not. See, it. the thing is, I feel like, I mean, in my relationship. We were good. It's just that he wasn't understanding. Like, Phil is a different creature, first of all. he You cannot persuade him to do anything that he doesn't want to do. So I can... I so know a I creature know, like that. I know wholeheartedly that he wouldn't have married me unless he wanted to marry me. Yeah. So there was no persuading him. So what I'm saying is, like... I could, I, there, me saying, I'm, uh, me packing up my stuff, like I was gonna be hurting nobody but myself. We had a great relationship. It was just, we weren't, he was not understanding the marriage part of it because he wasn't raised thinking like this is, you know, how he wanted to live. You know, he, it wasn't a thing for him. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It wasn't as important. It wasn't a priority. But we weren't having, exactly. Yeah, we weren't having issues. So it was like, why would I walk away from this man who's a great person? He's a great father. Like, why would I do that? Because he doesn't understand how, you know, what marriage means to me. And I know he will at some point. So I couldn't just, you know, give him an ultimatum and be like, well, if you don't want to be married, then I'm just going to You could have. You just didn't want to. You can say, I mean, hey, this is what I want in life. Yeah. It's all about I setting boundaries. I said this that, but at the time, that's not what I wanted. I wanted to, I wanted him to understand me. And I wanted to give him the chance to understand it just because he wasn't raised like I did. I was to feel like marriage is what should be going on, you know. But that's what you believe in. So why yeah. are you... Why are you putting your beliefs aside to accommodate I don't think you? I was putting them aside, is what I'm saying. I didn't feel like I was staying in a relationship where we didn't see eye to eye on things. Like, I knew that he was going to marry me at some point. It was just when. And I was ready to be married before he was. Because you, you know? have some women that stay oh. Oh, he's going to marry me. He's going to marry me. He's and they never get married. No, but I didn't feel that way about him. You about, knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, because I had had a, a child. And looking back, I feel stupid for feeling that way. Like I don't even like that that's that was my way of thinking, you know? Mm -hmm. But because of how I was raised, 
You know, I was like, I have a baby now, so you need to marry me. Yeah. The stigma. Yeah. And now, looking back, I don't feel that way anymore. I would not go about it in that way uh, anymore. That's why I was kind of ashamed when I had (laughs) walked out, because I was like, you know, why did I do that? Why did I feel like that was the solution at that time? Yeah. And I thought, like, yeah, like, it really... I don't. (laughs) Um, Well... Uh, we have the perfect timing. We have food. <laughs> Jeff, what do we have? Yes, ma'am. So have? right now what we have is... Uh, Saved by the food. Well, this look good. We Chill. have uh, Parmesan and smoked Gouda risotto, oh seared God. scallops, and ribeye steak. Oh, okay. Hi, thank you. Know, you thank you. Something, something a little quick, you know. No Just a little razzle-dazzle. A little something, 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 you know. So I'm going to... I hate to keep doing this to you, yes, but you're the, you're the only male... That I can ask questions to That's based perfectly on our topics. Fine. That's perfectly fine. Um, do you have a significant other? I do. Are you married? I'm not married, no. Why aren't you married? Um, I had <laughs> to, I had to get personally myself. I need to get some things mentally right with myself. Uh-huh. I needed, um, so a lot of times this last year, I've been uh, being a real honest with myself. And a lot of times, like I felt I found the one. Uh-huh. Personally, I wasn't ready. Um, so before I was just like, oh, she's the one. I'm going to just end up making it work. Uh-huh. But I had to be honest with myself, realizing I wasn't ready. I love that, you know, yeah. self-accountability, yeah. you know. Accountability, yeah. self-awareness. And so what happened is it did cause a lot of friction between us. Um, but mentally, I've gained a lot of control over myself and what I've wanted in life. Um, and we're doing a lot better now. We still have our arguments. It happens. But yeah. Yeah. Have you gone to counseling? Um, I pray. I talk to God. And um, I feel like he's been answering our prayers. Things have been getting a lot better. Yeah, that's um, a counselor. That's his first. Yeah, thing, definitely, you know? definitely. I'm, I'm not no shade there. Yeah. Would you Would you be okay if she wanted to go to counseling? If she was like, you know what, I, I love you, but like we got to go to counseling or I'm out or any. Would you go? I. It, it well, I would go. I would go. It would just. It would just. <laughs> I would have to get comfortable with it first, if that makes sense. Okay. You know, because my, my personal thing is just. Um, I just think if you have family members, close ones to talk to, a lot of times counselors are for you to vent. And a lot of times I feel like you find out yourself through venting. And so a lot of times I like to talk to family members, um, loved ones, and friends that's around me. But do you think it's good talking to family members Um, about your personal relationship? I think sometimes because like I have older siblings. I'm the youngest out of all of them. And they've been through a lot of things that I've been through. So I feel they can help me out a lot. I understand some people don't have that. So counseling is necessary. And I'll I'll definitely be open to doing it. But But sometimes you have those family members that that are biased of you. So it's like you talk about your personal relationship. Now they're looking at your mate sideways when you come to the family reunion because they remember what y'all got over. Well, I will say Brandon hates that. (laughs) He hates that. But like, that's the type of household I grew up in is like, we talk about what is going on. Like I have a very small family, but he's like, no, no, no. You don't need to talk to anybody because I don't want anybody looking at you, you or me sideways. Because later they do on. eventually. But I never I'm experienced that in my family. So for me, it's like, what do you, I don't understand what you mean. Like, you mean I can't tell, like, talk to them and tell them like what's happening or whatever? I don't know. That's just. Yeah. Has your girlfriend yes, ever walked out on you when you couldn't get your stuff together? Um. <laughs> We've had our moment. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Look, packed I think, up and left. I think, in all honesty, she has been a godsend um, because it's certain things I've done, and I'm just like, why are you still here? <laughs> um, but in all honesty, I just think it's yeah. You it's, might need to marry her. You might need yeah. To marry her. Don't don't let that one you know, go. Definitely, right. definitely. It's just more so I got to get my demons sorted out. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. Look at you. Yes, ma'am. Well, I think, ladies, that is a wrap for this episode. On to the next one. Yes. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. 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 I swear the line was round the corner when she walked right in. High heels, short dress, he should have known right there. He walked over like, you the shorty, I should be rocking. She told him, baby, I'm a job, we need to get clocked in. She next level, eyes full of pride, she won't settle. No breaks, so she hit the road, foot to the pedal. No days off, I mean, that's often offensive. She like the ball, like the park with the fences. Yeah, so her lifestyle get awfully expensive. She might dismiss it, but it's hard to resist. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.